Hello everybody and what is going on? You are tuned into the Abide Podcast with your girl, Misha Solanga. Oh my goodness, guys. Happy New Year, first of all. Happy, happy, happy New Year. We are in 2021. I know for the most of us, we didn't think we'd make it because I mean, whew, that other year was really long. Can we just be honest, hey? No, guys. <laughs> that other year was long but you know what we praise god we give glory to god that we made it that we made it through you know and i think one thing i also want to do is just share my condolences and my deep my deepest condolences with anyone who lost a family member lost someone close to them during 2020 and even early this year because you know this covid thing is still going strong and unfortunately we are still losing people that we love and people that are close to us so take heart guys take heart take heart I'm just so excited to be back here on the podcast, you know, back abiding because I think that is the most important thing that carried me and many of us, you know, believers and children of God throughout 2020. It was abiding in him even though things were really tricky and i know that that is the reality for majority of people things were very tricky during 2020 but staying in the lord helped us you know abiding in the lord gave us that sense of you know what it might not look like it right now but it's gonna be i you know it might not feel like it but it's gonna be all right and and that is just the sense of peace that comes with being with god man and you know excuse me you know it's just i think even the message that I want to share with you guys today, it's very short, but I think it, it hits to the point of what God is expecting of us and what God hopes we are going to get to, you know, the level that we're going to get to, the level of maturity and the level of growth that we ought to be experiencing as children of God at this point. You know, when you've been walking with God for a while, man, you 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 can't be redoing the same things you can't be reliving the same cycles there needs to be some form of growth right and i think a lot of us myself included like i've had seasons in my life where i feel like i'm being taught the same lesson over and over and even that is a mercy of god because he's teaching you the same lesson over and over because you haven't learned yet so he keeps giving you the same lesson in different ways, but he needs you to learn before you can graduate to another level. So we're going to be reading from uh, 1 Samuel chapter 30. I'm going to go with it from verse 1 all the way just to give you context, okay? All right, it reads as follows. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and attacked okay Ziklag and burnt it with fire now bear in mind Ziklag is where David and his his army and their wives and their children and their livestock were all camped okay his life was set up in Ziklag right now this place was burnt down I hope you're hearing this the place where he had set up his life his family the nation his warriors his army was burnt down and was attacked verse 2 and these people had taken captive the women and those who were there from small to great. They didn't kill anyone, but they carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city and there it was burnt with fire and their wives, their sons, their daughters had all been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David and his two wives Ahinoam and Abigail had also been taken captive verse 6 now this is where this is where it's at now david was greatly distressed when the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of the people was grieved every man for his son and his daughters but david strengthened himself in the lord his god then david said to the priests okay please bring the ephod here to me 
and Abiathar brought the effort to the, um, the ephod to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop, O God? Shall I overtake them? And God answered him, Pursue them, for you shall surely overtake them without fail and recover all. I hope you're hearing this, but before I move, I just want us to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I give you glory for your word, your word that is life, your word that is you. Thank you, Father God, for your word that is living and active, your word that is sharper than any double-edged sword, your word that cuts and divides between bone and marrow, spirit and soul, that is able to decide and to judge our motives and our thoughts. Thank you, Father God, for this word, and I pray that someone may be edified, that someone may be moved to change and to shift their belief, Father God, to trust only on you and not to revert to old behaviors and to old patterns of anxiety and worry but like David that when they are faced with crisis they may look at you father God that they may seek your face and ask for an answer and a solution from you in Jesus mighty name I pray may I decrease and you increase father God may I seem to be small may they not hear me but father God hear you Lord in Jesus name I pray amen and amen now you see this is gonna be a quick one but the message is simple hey guys as I said earlier, 2020 showed us flames. Okay, 2020 showed us flames. But in those flames, God was with us. Can I get an amen? I know I'm not going to hear it, but can I get an amen? <laughs> 2020 showed us flames, but it was in those flames that he proved himself faithful. It actually reminds me of the story of the three young Jews, you know, um, Jewish boys, uh, when they were taken captive and they were, they were thrown into the pit of fire. Um, uh, what are their names? Oh my goodness, they just flushed. Meshach, Abednego, and I forgot the third one, right? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that, there we go. So they were thrown into the fire because they refused to bow down to any other gods, right? And King, Neb uh, King Nebuchadnezzar said, throw them in the, in the furnace of fire and double the heat. And these guys said, even when they were thrown in the fire, they said, even if we are in the fire, we will not bow down to any other gods because we know that our God will save us. And there's another line where they say, Oh my goodness, they, they literally say, and even if he does not save us, we will still not bow down to any other gods because we know he is faithful. I mean, come on, guys. Has God not been faithful throughout 2020? Yes, things were bleak. Yes, we lost a lot. Yes, you know, our lives didn't pan out the way we expected them to. Yes, we didn't get most of the things that we wanted or any of the things that we wanted. But can we be honest in saying that we got a lot of what we needed? We got a lot of what we needed. I know speaking from personal experience, you know, there were a lot of plans that I had for 2020, a lot of ideas, a lot of, I had vision, you know, I was excited about certain things, but they didn't end up happening. And I felt really like I was sad a bit because I'm like, God, you showed me all of these things and then none of them came to pass. Like, what's up with that? And even in that moment, you know, in hindsight now, I'm like, thank you, God, for even the things that didn't happen. Because maybe, not even maybe, because you were protecting me from something or you were preparing me for something else, you know? So even in the fire, God is with us. Even in the difficulty, guys, the Bible tells us in Psalm 23, you know, even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil for his rod and he's with us and his rod and his staff will comfort us, man. I just went off all the way left. I wasn't supposed to say that, but maybe someone needed to hear that, that even though you feel like God wasn't with you, that God abandoned you, that's not the case because he was with you. He saw everything you went through and he was with you in the valley. Okay, now back onto today's topic. Today we are all about just looking at the way King David responded. If ever I were to term this, I want us to change the way we respond to crisis. As a matter of fact, let me pose a question to you. 
How do you respond to crisis? What is your immediate reaction to crisis? I can tell you my one. <laughs> oh, I can tell you my one. When things came at me in a way that I did not plan or in a way that destabilized me, destabilized my plans, destabilized my future, the things that I thought were going to go a certain way and they don't, I usually, in my default human nature, carnal nature, would immediately go to panicking, to worrying, having anxiety about the future, wanting to know what's going to happen, how am I going to do this, God, you said this, how is that going to happen, you know, like that used to be my default setting, wanting to figure things out and then jump onto hustling and trying to figure out how I can make it work for myself, because in my in my small mind, in my, you know, inability to comprehend God in his fullness, I would then think that God has failed me and want to make up for it by myself. Can we just laugh at me? And if you know you're the same, can we laugh at you too? <laughs> because listen, guys, God works all things together, not just the good. He works all all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes right so recently because this is a bit of a testimony this message is coming from a testimony and from something that happened to me recently when i got some destabilizing news about you know my life and something you know was said you know things were said that that have the potential of kind of destabilizing my future even and where usually I would panic, where usually I would freak out and want to figure out how I'm going to make it work, want to figure out the next a plan B, want to figure out how I'm going to do this, how I'm going to do that. This time, January 2021, when these news were told to me, I just burst out in laughter. I burst out in laughter. And I was so shocked because I was like, wait, Miguel, why are you laughing? Because this changes things for you. This means that you won't be able to do A, B, C, and D. This, this actually destabilizes you and your plans. But not once did I ever feel destabilized. Not once, even to this moment, I have not felt scared. I have not felt concerned. I have not felt worried or anxious about my future. Instead, my response to the crisis that was, you know, shown to me, it was just laughter. It was peace. It was comfort in the promises of God. It was knowing that my father is going to take care of me come what may. So today I want to pose the question to you, what is your immediate response to crisis? I went on to Google, you know, and just research a bit more about our natural immediate responses to crisis. And you know, there's two, it's fight or flight or freeze. So three, fight, flight or freeze. And these are all born out of when we, when our brain perceives a threat or we perceive some type of danger or some type of crisis, right? We go into fight or flight mode. Other people go into freeze, meaning they are destabilized. They are like, they just, they, they, they're paralyzed by the fear of this thing. And in, in, instead of us as young people, as Christians, as whatever, being destabilized by the news that are still going to come with 2021 because just because we're in a new year guys it doesn't mean that things are going to all of a sudden be hunky-dory 
it doesn't mean that last year didn't happen. As we can see, we're still having, you know, a spike. We're still having a, a, a spike of cases. People are still falling ill. People are still contracting the virus. More people are still passing away. Sadly so. So clearly we know that the tough times are not yet over. The tough times are still lasting. But how, what is our response to those tough times? What is our response to the reality? Ne? What is our response? Are we panicking? Are we worried? Are we anxious? Are we, are we crippled by fear? Or are we looking from the perspective of people who are co-heirs with Jesus Christ, of people who are sons and daughters of the living God, of people who are in the family of Jesus Christ, right? People whose lives are in the hands of the sovereign God. What's your perspective during this time? What is your immediate response to the crises that we face each and every day? Because coronavirus is not the only crisis. We're experiencing personal crises as people. I don't know if that was the right word to use, crises. You'll forgive me. You know what I'm trying to say. But how are we moving about this? Okay. The message I want to share with you today more than anything is, may we mature to having a different perspective or a different response to crisis. A response that shows a trust in God. Because when we immediately respond with fear, when we immediately respond with panic, when we immediately get engulfed by worry and concern and anxiety, which then leads us to an endless bout of depression, it shows, I'm sorry to say this because it might not be popular opinion, but it shows a distrust. It shows a mistrust in Jesus Christ. Especially as a believer, our hope and our faith in God should be bigger than the crisis we face. Our hope and our knowledge of the promises of God, of the word of God, of God himself should be bigger than the crisis. It should be bigger than the perceived threat. Because majority of the time, the things that we are fearing are not even real things that we fear. They are perceived threats. They're not real. You look at something and automatically your brain says, this is danger. This is, this is a crisis. This is supposed to, you know, it's messing with your plans. It's messing with your future. And we go down a tailspin of anxiety. Why? Because we have not completely relied and, and, and depended and believed on Jesus Christ. So I'm just kind of low-key testifying of growth that I'm seeing in my own life and growth that I know God wants to see in all of us. That when crisis comes, when we're faced with retrenchment, when we're faced with illness, when we're faced with loss of whatever, our immediate response is not fear, is not anxiety, but instead is Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Guys, our God is not a man that he should lie. If he said he will take care of you, trust and believe he is going to take care of you. If he said you matter more than the birds of the air and the lilies of the field, believe that. Believe that when you drive along the wilderness or you drive wherever you see trees, you see flowers, you see grass that is fed every day. You see birds. Birds don't plant. Matthew 7 tells us that birds don't sow, but they reap, they eat, they don't go hungry because their creator takes care of them. How much more you who have the breath of Jesus Christ inside you, who have the essence of God in your flesh, in your being, you house the essence of God. How much more will he take care of you? I, I, I'm, 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 I'm just really 
I don't know, man. God has been so good. And I refuse to believe the lie of the enemy that says I need to be scared for my future. I believe, I refuse to believe the lie of the enemy that, that says I need to grind and hustle for my future to be bright. Or I need to grind and hustle to make sure my, my life turns out in a certain way or that I am successful. No, no, no. I prefer to believe and to lean on the word of God that says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean out on your own understanding. And in all your ways acknowledge him. And he will make your paths straight. That, that, that word is not conditional on the circumstances. That word is not conditional on, you know, it doesn't say, oh no, just trust only when things are good. Oh no, trust him when you look like you have prospects. Trust him when you know there's, there's opportunities. Trust him when you feel like you have the right connections to get in somewhere. No, no, no. You need to trust him in all things and in all your ways. Even though you can't see it, trust him for it. Sometimes there are things that we need to trust God for that we can't see yet in the flesh, but we need to be able to see it in the spirit. Guys, you have no idea. I am believing God for some incredible things and for some really massive things. And I know that this is his desire for me. He wants us to be these people who believe regardless of what we see in the flesh. Because remember, we don't, we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. We don't walk by what? By sight, but we walk by faith. And I, I, I desire that for you. I pray that over your life, that you may stop looking at your circumstances, that you may stop looking at what the world is showing you and what the world is telling you you're supposed to be and what the world is telling you you're supposed to have, but instead move by the image that God has implanted in your life. Move by the word that God has implanted in your life. Right? But this thing is not automatic. Getting to this point like King David where... See, if we look at King David now, when he was faced with this crisis of his, his army's wives, his wives, their kids, their livestock, all of these things being taken away and kidnapped and basically held ransom, if so to say, their response was obviously to be angry. There were emotions there to cry. And it's not to say that we're not going to feel emotions when we, when we hear news of loss, when we hear, you know, that we've lost something or something's been taken away from us or an opportunity has slipped through our fingers or whatever the case may be. We are going to feel those emotions as we should. We're human. But as you can see with King David, he cried, he wept until he couldn't anymore. And then he went to God. Can we be a people who when faced with crisis, don't just stay in the weeping because a lot of us stay in the weeping. We stay there in the weeping. We allow depression to come. Guys, anxiety, depression, fear. We let these things cripple us instead of turning to God. I'm not dismissing that depression is real. I'm not dismissing that anxiety is real, but I'm saying that hope is found in Jesus Christ. I'm saying that our peace is found in Jesus Christ. I'm saying that, you know, that alleviation from those ang anxious thoughts, the, allevi the alleviation from the fear. Jesus Christ says perfect love casts out all fear. There is no fear in perfect love. And we know that God grants us a perfect love. So even when we are in these situations, when we are feeling these dark emotions, when we are feeling, you know, like we're going down a rabbit hole of negative emotions, we need to turn back to God. It was very easy for King David to slip into a depression because his wife's, his, his wife's, his wife, you know, both his wives, his kids, his, his livestock, his army's wives and their kids were taken. The people were talking about stoning him and killing him. Do you understand what that meant? 
His life was in danger. He was facing a crisis, not just of his people being kidnapped, but also of his own life being in danger. But after he cried, after he felt the emotions, what did he do? He went to God and he inquired of God, what do I do? Where do I go? Do I pursue these people, Father God? And we need to adopt that kind of a mindset. As we go into this year, we need to adopt the mindset of even when faced by peril, even when faced by pestilence, even when faced by loss, even when faced by uncertainty, even faced by things that are out of our control. Yes, we feel the emotion because we're human. We're going to feel the emotion and God gives us grace for those emotions. Don't ever feel like you need to hide how you feel from God. If you're mad about something, if you're upset about something, if you're disappointed, if you're hurt, if you're offended, give that to God. Don't deal with it alone because you're going to go down a rabbit hole of those emotions. The devil uses the soul area. He attacks the soul area where our emotions reside because he knows when we allow our emotions to be God, we're goners. Right? So it's very important, guys, that we have a different response to crisis because as you can see guys this this thing is not it's not going anywhere anytime soon so we need to uh, we need to change the way we respond we need to change the way we respond to crisis we respond instead with a deep rooted trust in Jesus Christ with a deep rooted understanding that he will deliver us he is our shield and our fortress he is our deliverer okay he is all of those things and he wants you to believe it. I dare you to believe that God will come through for you regardless of what you're facing. I am facing a really interesting time in my life where I have, I'm uncertain about quite a few things. But instead of worrying about it, instead of lamenting about the fact that I don't know what I'm going to do next, I don't know what's happening in certain areas of my life, I am resting in the peace of God. The Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah, I believe it's chapter 26, it says, God, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. So that tells us then that when we strengthen ourselves in the Lord like King David did, when we keep our mind on Jesus Christ, when we keep our mind fixed on him, on good things, on noble things, on positive things, on things that bring honor and glory to him, he gives us peace. He gives us peace that surpasses all understanding that even when you're in the midst of crisis and people, those around you are looking who are also facing the same thing and they're wondering, why are you so joyful? Why are you so at peace? And you can be able to testify and say, can only be God, guys. Can only be God that I'm this peaceful in the midst of a storm, you know? So I really just pray and hope that you are encouraged to change your perspective on things that are happening. When a crisis comes, don't feel like you have to fight. Don't feel like you have to run. If you have to run, run to God. If you have to work on anything, if you have to grind, hustle, grind and hustle in prayer. And then listen, God wants to make things happen for you, but he needs your trust first. He needs your trust. He needs you to show that you trust him to come through for you. That's all he wants. Because he's already predestined everything that must happen in your life. He just needs you to trust him as he gives it to you. 
I really hope that you're edified. I really hope that someone is encouraged. I really hope that someone's perspective is changed. I pray that someone's mind is renewed. I pray that someone's heart is renewed to trusting and knowing that God is still for you. He's still for you, brother. He's still for you, sister. Even though you feel like you've lost a lot last year, he's still for you. He has not forgotten about you. He's still making a way where there is no way for you. Okay? He says, look, I'm making a way in the wilderness. Right? Where it seems like there's a lack of opportunity, he will make an opportunity for you. He doesn't care about retrenchment. He doesn't care about the fact that companies are closing. He doesn't care about what, what it looks like on the outside because he is sovereign and he is God. And for his children, he will move mountains. For his children, he will part the sea. Okay? For his children, he will make water come out of a rock. For his children, he will make manna come down. Come on, guys. This is the God that we serve. Okay? So I hope you believe him. Believe him. I, guys, I'm so passionate about this word because I've seen it in my life. Hey, well, I'll have a testimony session next time. I'll have a testimony where I tell you where I'm coming from with this God. So you can understand why I'm this passionate about it. I believe this word that if we change our response, if we change how we react to crisis, we will live in peace, guys. We will have a peace that surpasses all understanding. Just trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I love you so much and I bless the Lord for you, my audience. I love you. I love you. And I wish you a prosperous year. I wish you more wealth. I wish you more health. I wish you a deeper intimacy with God. I pray that you abide regardless of the circumstances. Whether things are going good, abide in the Lord. When things are going bad, abide in the Lord because outside of him we are nothing. Remember, in him we live, in him we move, and in him we find our being. Amen and amen. Bye y'all.